Good evening, everybody. Welcome in to episode 18 of the Fused Relativity Podcast here on July 3rd. Good old Independence Day Eve. How's everybody doing tonight? 18. Great. We can vote now. We can now <laughs> vote that Fused Relativity is one of the greatest podcasts ever, at least in the top billion, for sure. <laughs> Milestones. Small <laughs> steps. <laughs> it does not get too big for our britches, but let's let's celebrate the, the small victories, guys. Yay. 18. Well, I see you got dad dog dad as your name this week. Fortunately, it, that's pretty self-explanatory. Well, and it's it's kind of like an uncomfortable title. Like at the dog park, they throw that at oh, your dad, your that's your daddy. And I'm like, uh, even that I'm like, oh, I'm a little uncomfortable. That's a lot of we're more roommates, you know what I mean? Like it's, <laughs> I don't know. It just seems like uh, if if she's eating something, I'm like, what are you eating? Just like with a roommate and like cardboard tube. I'm like, okay, that's fine. But if it was rat poison, I was taken away from you. Just like a good roommate. Well, there you go. John, how are you doing? Yeah, so-so. Same old, same old. In Spanish, that's a C, a C in, in, in Mexicana. Nothing else? All right. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> well, it is. Uh, tomorrow is the 4th of July, Independence Day, one of my favorite holidays of the year. It's summertime. You get to pick out on barbecue, uh, celebrate the birth of our wonderful country, where we're allowed to say pretty much whatever we want and come on this podcast every week and ramble for an hour and 15 minutes. It's a lot of fun. My, uh, my, uh, you know, yay, and, and our birthday and everything. My kind of big beef is, with Indo our Independence Day is we celebrate by going and hanging out with a bunch of other people. Totally <laughs> missing the point of Independence. See, that's my, that's my 4th of July joke that never works, but I have to say it every year because when else are you going to? But. Well, I mean, I guess if you like you know, spent your 4th of July with a bunch of redcoats, that would be, you know, I could see that one being a little bit of a bummer. No, but just, end up, you should just hang out. You should just isolate, like the holiday says. It's not dependent thing. See, I would agree. <laughs> see, I knew the shut-in. The shut-in <laughs> never sees sun and it looks like Uncle Fester. He's got my back. Right, John? Take it. Get yes. <laughs> the... Hey, my only curmudgeon -y thing on 4th of July is if it's 11 at night, stop shooting fireworks. Enough. There should be a cutoff. There's, a <laughs> There's an old person I have to sleep. There's stuff to do 11 o'clock. That seems fair. Yeah, 11 is, come on. If it's past 11 o'clock and you're shooting fireworks. <sighs> well, it's, uh, to me, it's amazing. It's like the week up before is like they got to practice. They got to like fire up a couple ones to remember how to do it. Like, you know, and then like there's always the, oh, I forgot to shoot them off. So it seems like just it's my dog hates the week of, fourth. you know, it's just like she's under the bed the whole time. Like we're out for a walk and a beep. Nope, we're going back. I'm like, all right, we're hiding under the bed. Let's do that. Well, I like the uh, <clears throat> uh, going back. We talked about nostalgia. Uh, couple weeks ago and talked about movies and i always like to watch uh independence day around this time which is a pretty classic movie oh yeah john the big speech at the end that's a good rousing 
let's go get them guys for and it's just because it's like everybody watching that movie is from planet earth so when they go hey let's go save earth everyone's like yeah you know like when people used to band together and not hate each other that was back in the day in the 90s <laughs> yeah <laughs> way back then but that's uh you know it's one of those movies you can watch and you feel good and you think the aliens are gonna win and then you know you get the nice rousing speech and they figure out how to take down the shields and and yeah uh, it's the unity we came together we overcame it's uh, inspiring and the the music they just they know how to tug on your heartstring they know how to do it you know just every i don't know there's certain movies around even like armageddon or something like let's go blow up the thing to save and like oh my god bruce willis is gonna for the whole humanity and you're like yay the only downside is they make you want to root for randy quaid and that's you know. Other than Uncle, <laughs> who is in the, in the vacation movies, I will stand by Randy Quaid. But other Uncle than, Eddie, yeah. Yeah. Uncle, come on! In their vacation, Christmas vacation, in the first one, oh, just brilliant, so funny. <laughs> if Still you not- haven't, if you haven't seen it, stop listening to this podcast and go watch one of the vacation movies and enjoy, and then come back and say you're right. <laughs> <laughs> no thoughts or comments, John. Not really. <laughs> All right. Well, we can see where John's head's at this evening. Uh, but Fourth of July, Kirk. You know what? What's seriously like? What's your favorite part of the holiday? I, you know, what the food. I, you know, just the I'm a bit a barbecue guy. Just kind of like walking around, uh, in like maybe possibly sandals, like in in walking in like thick, cooling grass, and then chit chat with people. That was always, that was my favorite part. You know, fireworks are good and stuff, but it just seemed like you can food. It, it was like a reason to to gather with food and people and just kind of, I don't know, shoot the shit. And then, then you get to see fireworks at the end of the night, which I don't care how old you are. It's still cool to see some fireworks go off. Yeah, they have colors and they fizz and they bang and yeah. As long as it's before <laughs> eleven o'clock. Yeah, get those fireworks off my lawn. All right, old man. Whatever. Well, you know, happy birthday, America. We touched on that. You know. All right. Well, so what did you get, America? I bet I got it a gift card to Applebee's, <laughs> and then I got it. Um, uh, I actually I made it an IOU because I'm a little short right now because the economy's in front. The uh, I. I hope it got health care. That's what I hope America got. <laughs> <Ba-da, ba-da, boom. laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, uh, so we all know that that America was was uh, fought for. You know, we had to go to war to get our independence from Britain. And it kind of ties into what, you know, John was wanting to talk about this week, which was the future of war. So, John, you take it away. So let me get your guys' thoughts. What do you think we will ever have a global conflict again? Yes and no. <laughs> that's that's a both answers. That's <laughs> no. That's that is a non-answer. Both answers. <laughs> well, it's a, it's kind of a loaded question because. I think that there's a very high possibility that we could have another global conflict. 
the problem is is that everybody in the globe relies on each other economically or and you know all of our weapons are so big and bad now that pretty much any global conflict is going to be pretty much yeah, the end what do you think about this theory of sort of us leaving finally and tw for 20 years leaving afghanistan like that is sort of the last chapter of the last big boots on the ground occupation like from that here on out it's more of the cyber stuff it seems the way it's well, going and that that's kind of my point is we're kind of getting way past troops they're already doing it they've invaded like how many we've already been hit twice and there's uh, i heard it oh there's a ransomware attack and it's it seems like it's just it's not going away it seems like it's, it's picking up like this is this is the future right yeah, but that's, I mean, sure, there's going to be government-backed acts and all that stuff, but it's also just private. Or I should say private citizens doing it. And not well, some... The okay. question then, I, I'm assuming that you, are you speaking more towards the idea that wars from here will be cyber in the sense of computers or well, cyber in the sense of robotics? Both. I mean, we already have a massive drone fleet. I mean, uh, what reason would... So my thought on this was, public backlash is only going to get more and more um, prominent against wars that no one wants to be in. And when you couple that with the fact that, you know, we have drones and everything else, it, it just doesn't, I don't think we will ever see a true global conflict, or even necessarily a true war. Well, I, th I think just the population, like we're getting more sedentary, more computers, and there's more people, A, that want to join the military, and B, actually are physically fit to do, you, you know, these people are not going to be running around, like, it's just people are getting more sedentary and so it just seems like there's not a lot like if there was a draft today there'd be a lot of last round picks the majority of young people nowadays i'd say would be last round picks if yeah. they if it was like 1950s so yeah i would disagree with that but you know i i also see a lot of i mean i live in military central down here and, I mean, just in general, Colorado is not exactly the best place to go or to judge that by thing is how we were, I don't even remember. It was one of the fittest states in the country. With the high altitude and all the, the hiking trails and biking trails, yeah, it seems like Colorado is definitely on the healthier side for sure. But I mean, my thought is, like, if we look back through history, there's always been wars, you know, up until... The Cold War. And yes, there's, you, you know, been wars after that. But if you look at the scale, and, and this is something I've seen on a lot of videos I've been watching, but it's all, you know, U.S. or Russia or China backing a smaller country to fight a country that, you know, we're backed. Right. That's been happening for, yeah, yes. And, and, and that's been the majority of wars lately. But after Vietnam... You know, sure, we had 
the Afghanistan and all of that. But it wasn't. I mean, yes, it was a war, but it's not like we were fighting a country. Well, like when uh, when Russia invaded Afghanistan back in like the seventies, we were U.S. was funneling money to the so the, whoever the Taliban was at the time fighting against Russia to keep going with them just to keep them in a quagmire. And then like the same thing happened with us, but I think it was China funneling. You know what I mean? Where it's just. Let's just keep them bogged down. We'll give them, we'll feed them money to in like Korea and keep the Communist Party going. And we'll just send Chinese troops through so it's a never ending. So you're not going to win this war. We're going to outlast you. Yeah. And it's just, I just don't see even that going for too much longer because, uh, and like I said, public interest. Like it's, it's shifting even during Vietnam. And Vietnam was a, a prime example of people. You know, just getting fed up with war. And I right, think they got they saw it on their television. They saw the body count. They saw the body bags. Like they, it wasn't. It, it was a part of their day for years. And it's just like, why are we here? They, they got fed up. And that was, and, and and that's kind of my point is with the the rapid speed of communication. Like, it, it would be a very hard for any any. Well, what would be a good way to so describe you say it? it it's, it's shrinking our attention span, but it's also shrinking our tolerance for length of wars, what, is what you're well, saying. And just the no, ability I, I to fight them. Because if, you, if you're seeing it all, all day, every day, you're going to get more annoyed quicker. So, yeah, that yeah, makes sense. And I, I just don't think that, well, and, and just with, you know, trying to fight a war, it's not like, you know, World War One or Two where you could do surprise attacks and do strategies. Nowadays, you know, everyone's got phone, everyone's got video, everyone's got social media. You know, you can't sneak a squadron of uh, troops anywhere without at least someone being or knowing where they are. So this is a my interjection here is that it's an interesting topic because there's you know so many different ways to look at it because there's I mean your perspective there versus the idea of let's say the military industrial complex which centers all around money and I feel like no matter what this the case is if money is a driving factor, which a lot of times it is, there's going to be a way to make a war. And whether it be with robots or cyber attacks or whatever, uh, they're going to find a way to do it. And they're not going away. Right. Well, they're well, not going to if they're going to spend all their all these money on these fancy toys to explode stuff. They're going to figure out a way to use their toys. Or like it's, if you give them 80 bazillion dollars, then they're going to go. What every every to the man with the hammer, everything's a nail kind of thing. Like let's use the military. I don't know. It's it's almost like it seems like a lot of the the police situation now. A lot of times it could be social workers sent in or something. It's like they're dealing with people with mental illness. That's not a cop arresting somebody situation. That's somebody kind of from the accounts are going. Hey, we we doing okay? Let's figure out we can help. You know what I mean? It just seems yeah. like if if all of your spending is that, you're going to use it. But it's 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 become too bloated and like they they have weapons and tanks that they, they go, we literally don't need this. We don't, we, 
we have no use for this, but it helps some congressman's district. So he created jobs. So, yay. Well, and that's. Oh, go ahead, go Chris. Ahead. I was just going to say that's what I'm kind of speaking towards is <clears throat> as long as money is a driving factor, which, you know, the more money the government can funnel into military, the more money they get. And so, you know, it's one of those things where you could fight it and say, oh, yeah, you know, there's going to be no more wars because people are tired of fighting them or whatever it may be. But as long as money's to be made, somebody somewhere is going to cause a problem. Well, but there's also the fact that, and again, this ties into social media and just the world in general, like people are everywhere. You know, it, it, we're not necessarily bogged down to, you know, oh, we're American. There's tons of other countries, people living in America and vice versa, you know. And this was one of the videos I watched recently was about. Um, I'm trying to remember this accurately now, but it was Napoleon. And, you know, when he came back. The people were just like, oh, yeah, let's join him instead. But my point is that even if, like, our biggest potential threat right now would be China, would you agree? Uh, China or North Korea, one of the two. Yeah. We owe money. They have a lot of, yeah, they could, they, they're good at cyber attacking. They have a lot of military. So, yeah, they're up there. Yeah, but what would happen if China decided to declare war? Well, it's almost like we're so indebted to them. It's a financial move, so they don't want to explode us because then we can't kick them the cash we owe them. It almost seems like that's our that's our big safety net right now. It's like, look, if you blow us up, you're going to have to eat that couple billion. Well, but the thing yeah. is, I see your point. And if, I mean, just from my perspective, if, if China declared war, war tomorrow, uh, goodbye, Earth. Well, and I, I don't I don't think that would be true either. Because there's no beneficial reason for nuking everything. I just hope it doesn't affect the fortune cookie industry. That would, because those always cheer me up. Most of the time, it's not even a fortune. Anyway, but sidebar. My point <laughs> being is that if China were to decide, you know what? We're spreading communism and declare war. They wouldn't have a ton of backers like yeah no. sure north korea might jump in and be like hey we we can do something they can't but yes it would be there would be you know many problems because half the world would say uh-uh i don't think so well and, so... and just the logistics of it for china to do even if china you know had a bunch of backing and decided well not maybe not us maybe russia I mean, it would still be, well, I guess China is a bad example in that because they have a very uh, strict and restrictive social media, but to be, but I think to be honest, I, I don't think they, uh, the throwing off the financial system because their economy is growing. Like they have the middle class. It's actually, it's like they, it's working for them. So it's like, they don't want to interrupt it with war and I like I, said, I I just think the financial decisions of countries, the 
the downside of actually fighting a physical war is just too great. So they're going to, I yeah, don't know, figure I, a way to avoid it. And I think and that's because if, if, if it wasn't the case, like China likely would have already attacked us or, you know, attacked someone. I mean, sure, they're trying, but even then things are, uh, it, it's just posturing. Like with yeah, Russia like, and the Dutch, it's like cyber attacking. They don't even consider it. It's it's that's the new thing. But people don't aren't as they don't seem as offended yet as as like you know somebody dropping a bomb on America, somebody cyber attacking America. It just does. I don't think it has the same well just and, the ur- urgency or body count. Maybe that's what it, it doesn't have. Like you know, oh casualty numbers yet. But even then, it it's easy to say. You know, for Russia, I'm sure to say, yeah, that wasn't us. You know, right. there's always deniability, right? Yeah, because it, it's at the end of the day, it's just a computer attack. If you can't figure out who did it and only have a guess, then it seems like it's hard to retrace, and they try to block it, and so you, you know, yeah. So it's very, it's they almost like they go, we have a guess that Russia did it, and then Russia goes, no, we didn't, but they, you know. They might have, but you know what I mean? Like they just don't seem to be, uh, they're not going to tell you, yes, we're attacking you. That would yeah. seem stupid. That seems, I don't, I'm not, I'm not a war general, a military mind by say, but if, if they, if they don't know you're attacking them, that seems like that'd be the way to go. Well, going yeah. back to the, uh, <clears throat> sorry, the cyber aspect of it, I did see that the military is working on like guardian suits. For the troops to wear, like robotic armor, basically. Well, and you know, so they're kind of trying to get into the technology-based battle rather than relying on humans. Like getting closer to Iron Man, like Iron Man, or are we talking yeah, like a... yeah, pretty much. <laughs> what? Okay. Yeah. But see, and even then, it's I, I think it's just going to become a. Hey, you don't want to do anything with us because we have this. It's the Cold War all over again. It's just now instead of it being U.S. and Russia, it's the whole world. And it's well, just computer systems. We'll we'll screw up your computer system that can take you know controls your power system, your economy, your banking system, whatever hurts you most. And all right, we won't do that if you won't do that. Right? I mean, that's it's exactly like the Cold War. It's a good analogy. Well, yeah, I mean, I think you're right, John. I think most of everything that happens right now is all just muscle flexing. Like, you know, you want to be the biggest, baddest, roughest, toughest dude in the bar. And so you're going to make people think. But if it came down to, hey, you want to go to the parking lot, you're going to be like, oh, no, man, I'm cool. Does it bother you that the roughest, toughest guy is now a computer nerd? Chris, <laughs> it bugs you. Like all, like all the jocks who, but like bullied the nerds, and nerds are like, ha ha, I'm the tough guy now. I think that's what's happening. Computer well, geeks have uh, sucked us into their world. I'm, I'm halfway starting to play Dungeons and Dragons, and I don't know why. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> they got you that quick, huh? No, you know what? I'm fine. I still, I don't get it. It's there's a die and it's got several. That's all I figured out. So it's I don't know. I'm just not. If that's your jam, it's just it's it's like when you discover a new world, you're like, oh wow, I had no idea this. There's a lot of people geeking out on this instead of fantasy football or whatever they do. 
So what do you think the ultimate end game is here, John, as far as, you know, future of war? Like, what's the, where's your brain taking you as far as where we're going to be in 20 years? I just don't think we'll see anything, anything like massively troop related probably ever again. Like, sure, there's always going to be conflicts that, you know, America or whoever will get into will help out. Minor but, skirmishes. So yeah, or, you know, like rebellions or stuff like that. I just don't think there will ever be another, like, classically defined war. Unless something, you know completely goes off the rails or and i i think before it goes to full robot fighting i think there's going to be a middle section a transition period where it just goes back to pink bellies <laughs> but i mean that's my that's my theory look at north korea they've been they're more of a purple nurple system i heard that's how they crack down on that i mean if you look at north korea north korea has been threatening war for how long it's kind of almost like white like all right already just you know shit or get off the pot or, like you know. sure they have nukes but they have to use a slingshot they don't yeah have the... <laughs> all their missile tests fail it, it's we're like gonna throw, we're gonna throw our nuclear weapon as far as we can yeah good luck with that that's gonna splash down on the beach see like even if they decided or somehow successfully set off a nuke the retaliation would be so swift and non-nuclear, it wouldn't matter. Seems like, like it's death by suicide or something. They they yeah. did that because they knew they would just get obliterated if they ever tried any with a big country. Yeah, it, I mean, seemed, it would seem like a death wish. Because all it would take would be the U.S. or Japan or Korea even just to start, you know, laying into them with bombs, just regular bombs. And before probably the week was out, all of the, you know, I can't even remember his name. Is it Kim Jong? Yep. Kim Jong-un. Yeah. All of the top political people would be dead within a week. Well, and that's what's keeping everybody in check. Like we've just kind of been bouncing around, you know, is all it's, if, you know, one country can't decide to, take action against anybody because they're not going to make it. So, yes, in that sense, it could be that we're just far enough along to where there really just won't be any more wars in the traditional sense based off of that reason. Right, and I think that's where the cyber, because once again, it's not a full invasion, it's not murdering people, so I think it's less, it, like I said, there's not going to be you're not going to cyber attack somebody and then they're going to start bombing you. I think it's more of a tit for tat. Like everyone's going to be, the move is to build up your computer nerdery to then break into the other guy's system faster. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't mean no offense to computer nerds out there. That's just, but, that's the best way I could say it. <laughs> but I mean, it is just going to go cyber. And because even now, you know, every time uh, an incident happens with the military, everyone is, you know, justifiably, or depending on how you look at it, upset because why the hell is this still going on? 
you know, like with Afghanistan, it's we've been there for 20 years. Right. And it didn't it didn't work for Russia. And like way back even before, like England invaded. It seems like countries don't like getting invaded. They're not going to give up or you know what I mean? Like it's their country. So they're going to defend it. So you're already fighting a losing battle of time. Go ahead and ask Poland about that. (laughs) What? (laughs) They were very good at just surrendering. Well, okay, Afghanistan. Afghanistan is uh, there. They are good at not surrendering. They will. They will fight with you. They're like, oh, you well, want to come over? You want to come over and fight? All right, let's fight. Well, and it would. I mean, it would be the same here. Like if China declared war and somehow managed to get, you know, a ton of people or a ton of Chinese to America to, you know, start an invasion. They wouldn't necessarily get very far. You know, to be, I don't know if we'd all buddy up. I think uh, Fox News would have us like, no, this is Biden's fault. And it's going to be a I, I don't think we're the United States anymore. I don't think people I, I honestly question whether people would band together and try to help. Something, as opposed to still rooting for well, their let's tribe. Say, let's say for the sake of the 4th of July and my sanity that, yes, we would all take care of business all right so you're an optimist then that's good that's good to be optimistic on the fourth of july see and i would agree as well it's like i don't the thing is is look at so you're saying we wouldn't get united and behind someone but we have behind something but we have september 11th and that you know that was an overwhelming hey screw those guys and right. Then, but it's gotten, I think it's just gotten worse. It's just gotten more tribal. Like, I really think it's to that point where I, I could see it. Well, kind of going, eh. No, because there's too much of, there's too much sheeping going on in, in the country. You know, it's easy to jump behind something. So all it takes is one group to say, you know, let's go America. And then you're going to have, you know, most everybody jumping on the bandwagon of let's go it's it we, just need, we need a rat we need a uniting we need a uh you know a miracle on ice you <laughs> world know? We, war we three no 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 a non-war th- some sort of sporting event something something has to have cool have to happen in the olympics or something you know what i mean there has to be a a rudy moment to to, to band us all together again Or we'll just fight it out on Mars with the rovers. You, th- you think we're going to still be fighting on our way to Mars? Oh, you stupid son. Yeah, it's a, well, come on. Let's, see, let's, and, you know, let's, we're all on the same team here. See, and uh, I, I mean, follow me on this. John, you might get a kick out of this. What if all of this work that we've been doing with these rovers and China's rovers is just to film a really cool BattleBots episode? <laughs> that would be awesome (laughs) (laughs) money well spent i think there's no no one's gonna argue with that on that one especially since the rover's the size of a truck yeah i mean (laughs) you know uh, all of a sudden they get in an arena and there's a you know michael buffers up there you know And then, uh, you know, they start throwing flamethrowers and saws. That'd be badass. And one of them gets disqualified because she was actually oiled with hash oil by mistake. And then they <laughs> ban her. Just like the, 
<laughs> the sprinter lady. That's bummer. Yeah. So speaking of Mars, <clears throat> uh, I read today that Ingenuity is going to do its ninth flight uh, tomorrow evening. And seems fitting for something uh, 4th of July to get a nice flight, which they said is going to be actually like the this is going to be like the major test for the helicopter because they're going to fly it farther, faster and longer than they've done. And it's going to not fly over flat terrain, which is something that they don't they don't really know how the navigation's going to work because of the pictures that are coming back uh, from the flight camera. And so it'll be an interesting test to see if this thing uh, does what it's supposed to do. I'm sure they have a, a decent idea of how it'll perform, but it's going to fly fast. It's going to fly high and it's going to fly far. So with, with the, with the terrain changing, there's a risk of it like clipping or something like a rock or something is what they're thinking. Well, it uses the, to navigate, it uses a downward facing camera that takes pictures of the terrain and that kind of tells it where to go, you know, how to navigate the terrain. Mm -hmm. But because of the undulations, because it's flying over like a dune field. Okay. And so there's, you know, different sizes. And as the it's getting its pictures back, because it's not flat, they're just they were a little worried that the that it would mess with the programming and it wouldn't really know how to handle it. Hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how it does, you know, as far as a flight. I mean, I hope it does well, because if it doesn't, that might be the end of the helicopter. Right. But, John, I've heard that the camera technology is 10 times greater than a, a Polaroid. Can you back? Can you confirm or deny that? Uh, that depends on who you ask, because a lot of people are much more pro-film than digital. So they don't shake it, shake it, shake it like a Polaroid picture? <laughs> well, they might. We don't know the answer to that, Kirk. By the way, I, I think that was such a poor reading of the lyrics. There's no copyright infringement. You know what I mean? I so butchered it. They're like, wait, now no one's gonna, no one's gonna try to sue us and take us down. <laughs> That's taking money away from the Black Eyed Peas. Nah, let them. Nah, they're not gonna recognize. But with the with the helicopter, we're starting to see some really cool pictures, and this they're gonna try and take some cool pictures of the dunes as they fly over, and that's something that they're excited about because there's no way that the uh, rover could manage these you know hills and dunes so this is the only way we're going to get a picture of of these things as it flies over and there's i've already heard there's a rumor the first picture is going to be of a drunken redneck surfing a piece of plywood is what <laughs> i heard it's, it's going to be sailing down the dunes it could happen we'll see it's, it's bound to it'll happen eventually <laughs> but that led me <laughs> Oh, I was What's just going to say, I, I just had to look because he brought it up. Uh, Polaroids, still still a thing. <laughs> <laughs> he was Googling during the show. <laughs> yes. Tiffany actually has a newer Polaroid camera. A newer Polaroid? Yeah, it's, it? it's, it's actually, you know, like it's a thing. They came back out with Polaroids and you 
you take the picture and you shake it and yeah. Um, but going back to, so I was thinking about it and we came across a story this week with the flying on Mars. That's huge. Uh, and very futuristic flight on another planet. And now they're, they had a successful car flight here. Yes. It was in Slovakia, I think. I can't, yeah, probably one of those. Give it up for the fighting Slovakians. That's their high school team. Everybody roots for them. Uh, But they have a car that transforms from vehicle to airplane, and they had a successful 37-minute flight from one city to another city. And I, I saw the video. I mean, it's it's amazing because while well, it's a flying car, which people have been predicting for, you know, a hundred years. And now because of it, they're actually predicting that we might have flying cars by 2030. If, if, if that comes, like, can we at least agree? You have to be over 40 to drive it. No, no idiot flying car planes. So no, no, no offense, 20 year olds, but. You don't have the responsibility powers yet. Come on. Here's the thing with that. That vehicle might work and might go into production. It's just going to be for pilots. Because, I mean, if, even today, just getting a hitting a pothole would be horrific for that plane. Because planes in general have to go through tons of safety and whatnot just to make sure they can fly. So it's just going to be pilots flying to work to get into the big – they're going to commute in their car plane? Probably, well, yeah. And honestly, you still have to have a runway to land. So it's not and like you would – you know. Yeah, that's the other issue is it, it still requires runways. And in all – because I was reading a bunch of on a, a thread about it, and it was it's a cool concept, but it, it's it's it more meant, practical. Yeah, it it if it's the only use that it could potentially be would be hopping airports in something mm-hmm. small and so you know just basically a taxi that flies. Yeah. Because you so can fly, flying between airports back and forth. Yeah. Huh. Because it, realistically, if flying cars were to come about, it's not going to be that. It's going to be a variation of a drone. Because it's the safety features, the redundancies that can be built in, the um, the technology that could be used is going to be greater on something that has, you know, flies like a helicopter versus something that flies like a plane. Well, and what about, do, do you guys remember the aqua car? Do you remember the car that could also be a boat? Remember how popular that was? I mean, it's still popular. This, it, it, it seems like a fad. It seems like a small, I don't, I, I don't know. It, what are the odds? It's not, it's just like, just like the aqua car where a couple years later, nobody really, it's a, it's a blip. Well, yeah, it, it's going to be a blip because it's not something designed for the main populace. I'm, I'm not an early adopter because 
I think that just safety wise, it's not smart. You know, if you had pilots operating these things, that's one thing, but certainly you can't market this to the masses because I mean, the, the crash ability of something like that is too high. <laughs> crash well, ability. Right. Like yeah. I said, it's, yeah. you know, you're driving down the road, hit a pothole and it messes up the, uh, the propeller or something. Yeah. And then you try and take off and crash it. It's that's going to be very limited to just airports. Right. Well, actually, you know what the, the most, the latest feature that they're working on? Have you heard this? Do you want to know what the, the, the newest thing? What's that? It's uh, they're actually, they're working on putting a, a, a toilet in the car that actually has <laughs> a release valve. So cars can shit on birds. um just because payback's a bitch am i right payback's a bitch birds there's shit coming for you you're overdue that could have been made up i'm i'm all i'm all for it well good and also by the way it's gonna you're gonna have to up your bumper sticker game you're gonna have to get one of those big banners to trail you know what i mean just so you look up in the sky and there's like a who farted or you know what i mean like that'll be more fun Hey, we could have a fused relativity banner towing behind the flying car. There Everybody. you go. Yeah. There you go. A little self-promotion. And I was also too, like the, the bumper sticker with the shiny pot leaf. I always never, why broadcast to the police to pull you over and search your car? I never understood. It just didn't seem like a smart move. Well, the other thought I had was, uh, what happens in the flying car when you hit a goose? I, shit's, it shits green on your windshield like everywhere else. Just shit, I, giant I'm assuming shit. it has the same glasses. And that's why I just don't think a, a vehicle like that would ever work. Well, it might work at some point. Especially, my only thought is, is if you could uh, have self-driving and self-flying cars to where people weren't involved in the well, and the that driving... That's what I meant with the the drone like car, because if it that's the only way it will ever work is if people aren't allowed to actually fly them. Right, because uh, but it would be cool if you could ease up traffic. You know, if half half the cars were flying and half the cars were driving, that would make more sense because you would have a lot freer roadways. But uh, they would, they have, would to, have to be like on a computer system, like on a home, like bringing them home because you don't trust the average person well, to not be an idiot. Which I is, mean, I agree. Drones these days can do just that. You can plot in a waypoint system and it'll, you know, follow that. Punch in coordinates. Yeah. Essentially. And <clears throat> the, the, the biggest downside is going to be range because even with something like a Tesla battery or or even the concepts that are out there that are flying, that are just, you know, they're a flying car, they don't have more than about 30, 40 minutes of flight time at most. I think the one I saw was like 30 at the max. So they got to get the, the, the technology has to get better. The price has to come down become before it becomes more of a feasible thing. Like right now it's still in the... Uh, just kind of ironing out the bug's face, so to speak. Well, it's it's just capacity. You have you you run into the the problem of 
well, you need more battery, but battery is extremely heavy, which means you need more lift. Need power, which means you need more batteries. Yeah. Yeah. So you there's that until some magical breakthrough comes through with batteries that make them super high capacity and very light, there's always going to be a limit. And I would guess that for a car, it's going to be about 30, 40 minutes of flight time, which is enough to get, you know, to traverse a city and back in one trip. But that's about it. Just like the electric cars were. The electric cars got better. So I think it's the same. It's almost like whatever the electric car is doing, you'll see those, the, the car planes doing similar leaps coming soon. Possibly. Yeah. It depends on batteries. Well, have they have they thought about putting them in the fridge? I, I heard <laughs> that helps. Guys, uh, so I just got the word. As promised, I have. Do oh, do we have corn dogs? Is it corn I dog have, time? I have a blind corn dog taste test to do. Excellent, excellent. Live on air. Try not to uh, chew into the microphone. And uh, so what? Like, so this one is from Target, and it is a. It's what is it? Vegan? What yes. is? What are we dealing with here? It is the vegetarian corn dog. Vegetarian I think it's corn dog. Morning Star Farms or something like that. And then what's the what's the regular run of the mill? It is what's state, that one? state fair corn dogs. I was gonna. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It's Foster Farms. Oh, I was gonna I was say Foster Farms. Yeah. Though with the honey, okay. I like how you associate state. I think state fairs is what you're going for with corn dogs. So that makes sense. State fair is a brand of corn dogs. Well, it should be because that's where you eat corn dogs. It's at the state fair. Are they? Is it spelled F A R E like they're okay? <laughs> Are you? No, it's <laughs> and the state eh, run of the mill. Don't don't set your. It's a corn dog, people. Enjoy it. Okay, so are we ready? It's okay. All right, so I've got two corn dogs sitting in front of me, and uh, some ketchup because that's the best condiment for a corn dog. And uh, we'll see if we can tell what we got here. See, that's an odd. That's an odd. That's an odd condiment choice. I would have gone with gray poupon. <laughs> poupon would be the right answer for corn dog. Maybe a little okay. sriracha. Corn dog number one. Here we go. All right. The, the tension is killing me. Explain. Oh my god, my heart. It, it may be the cholesterol gumming my arteries, but my heart is palpitating. It's <laughs> in anticipation of the corn dog challenge. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's going to be a lot of quiet time while he chews. I just, I, you know what? We should have told Chris not to eat the whole thing. It's gonna, it's gonna <laughs> longer. Just a bite. Take a bite of each. Don't eat. Damn. The, the, that's the They're stick. They're both gone. <laughs> he ate. Oh my God! You're supposed to spit out the stick, stupid. Oh Jesus Christ! He's gonna, he's gonna, you're gonna get splinters in his throat. That's not gonna okay. be good for you. Corn dog number one is down. And the whole. Thing. How how was it? What, what were no, your? No, it wasn't the whole corn dog. Okay, good. But, but you didn't vomit, so it wasn't that. So you held it down. Like I said, it the taste between the two is remarkably close. Okay, so I got Tiffany standing here. I'm gonna go with this is vegetarian corn dog. 
on, number two or number one? Number one was vegetarian corn dog. Number two was real corn dog. And you got it right? I did. And what I'm going to tell you is, <laughs> I'll give you this, John. The breading, like the corn dog part, or the corn part of the dog, tastes fine. It tastes like a normal corn dog breading. The non the non fake meat stuff is good. The fake meat stuff I could do it. That's the right? fake the fake meat is it's terrible. It's very uh it, well, it, honestly, I, it honestly has very little flavor. It looks um just looking at it, it looks uh, uh but I mean as a whole, looks, like even with a corn dog. You you don't really taste the hot dog part of it. I disagree. Uh, and the thank you. Oh yeah, well done. Can we, can we give it up for Tiffany for, for uh, bringing in the hot dog for the hot dog challenge? The corn so, dog challenge. So this is the thing, John. Um, I'm gonna say that I do not want to eat the vegetarian corn dog again because the hot dog, which is hey, you can't really screw up a hot dog. It's, oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's already a bunch of it's a bunch yeah. of gross stuff. Yeah. <laughs> until, <laughs> until you try and make it without meat. And then it is it's it's like give me pig lips and entrails, but uh don't give me vegetarian. <laughs> well the only the only saving grace, because I just kind of pulled it apart, is uh it kind of looks like a hot dog. Right. See, and th that's where I, I would have to disagree because, like, me, my wife, and my daughter all had them, and we all agreed they they were. Well, you guys are wrong. <laughs> how was cool. the how was the texture? Because I've heard that they've worked hard on the texture, where that that was a, a stumbling block that got better. That was part of the problem. I mean. It's got a little bit of a snap like a hot dog, but it's certainly not the same texture as a hot dog. Okay, so old old man Chris is going with uh it felt different. I didn't care for it much. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon. And it does not have that traditional hot dog flavor that you expect and love from a See, and that's hot dog. that's where I cuz I thought it did. And, and maybe I just don't like you're, I don't eat corn dog or <laughs> corn dogs as much as you. I'm guessing, but I think that you are probably a little more open minded on this. So then that could you, be it too. You may have a better opinion of fake hot dogs, but I love hot dogs, and that is not a hot dog. All right, so a hot dog aficionado. The taste tests resoundly. The, yes. The uh, vegetarian did not pass mustard or ketchup in Chris's. I do Chris. not relish that corn dog. <laughs> he did not. He can, his stamp of approval is not on that corn dog. That corn dog was officially not corny. But, but uh, the breading, okay. like I said, the breading was good. It was pretty spot on. So I might oh. eat the breading around the hot dog. But how was the stick? Did you eat the stick too? Did you forget? <laughs> to, you, you didn't. Did you spit it out this time? Um. Let's see. I I would. I'm yeah. gonna say. I bet you Delilah would like it though. Oh, she's not... still new to hot dogs. She hasn't had a bunch yet. <laughs> she's still open. She's a sponge. So, 
that was our blind hot dog taste test. Honestly, I thought it was going to be worse. I figured I would spit it out, which I didn't want to finish the hot dog, so that says something. But on the other hand, okay. I mean, I see where they're going with it, but... Well, and this just is just give me early. Like when the, the, the like, uh, I can't even remember what it's called now. The, the meat we were talking about yesterday starts coming out. Cultivated meats. And all the other stuff. Or cultured, that's what you said. That's yeah. What you're calling it. Yeah, but I, I still I, eat meat. Give me regular meat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So not not for Chris, but if you if you're wanting to try it, it's it didn't make him want to throw up. So a, a mixed review. Yep, not very. Uh, and honestly, the inside of the breading was a little red. So I don't know if they're using like a dye. I'm assuming it's like beetroot juice is, I think, the popular one for making it look like meat. Yeah, and I'm. But that was they're going for blood or something like those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just and I really don't like beets, and the thought of that being the, I that makes me want to puke. So, so you're saying beat it to beets. <laughs> Uh, yes. Uh, no, I said fuck beats. Oh, okay then. It's more personal. <laughs> yes, it's very personal. <laughs> um, well, I was going to uh, go to the viewer question of the week. And this week's question is actually for Kirk. Okay, all right. Uh, C. All the above. Okay, now I'll question first. Um. It was brought up that you were a comedian. Right. What was the hardest part about being a comedian? Um, I'm just, I'm assuming on the road. Like, what was the hardest part about doing that job? Oh, being like a traveling road comic? Um, yeah. I mean, a certain point, I mean, the, 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 just the driving, like I would do something called triple runs and sometimes it was um, a six to eight hour drive to the next gig. So you'd wake up in, I don't know, Missoula, Montana on Tuesday, and then you'd have to go, you know, six, eight hours, find the club, um, and then just kind of do it again. Um so just that, that was a big part of it. Just sort of the, the, yeah, just the, the driving and just trying to figure out a way to, to eke out a living, um, was, was difficult, but it was, it was fun because you loved doing it. So it was worth the attempts because you could be in a cubicle instead. So might as well be out here, like kind of socking it out. Um, but yeah, just kind of, and just figuring out, uh, how to select, not cater to the audience, not like, um, pander to them to like say whatever to make them laugh but like choosing the material that you have written and you have created selecting the correct order that is going to please them so it was kind of like a and like it's people you've never met before you've just pulled into their town four hours ago you're trying to absorb any local information from like the check-in person or the bartender who runs the show to kind of you know get local references um and just that amount of time like all right and here we go let's try to let's try to make these people uh let's figure out where their funny bone is um 
it was a challenge, but it was fun. And I'm assuming most of these, you know, nothing against you in your talent as a comedian, but I'm assuming a lot of these people didn't really know who you were at the time. You would pull into town and you were just, this is what happened every uh, last Friday of the month at this sports bar. So it wasn't a, they didn't know who you were. They were more showing up for the event. Like sometimes, like there was a horrible, I forget where, it was someplace in Idaho and we pulled into town early and we were picking up donuts and the donut lady goes, oh, you guys are the comedians? That place is, that's where everybody goes. It's going to be, and we're like, there's going to be people. Awesome. That's, a, but we found out that the people showed up because after the comedy, it turned into the Tuesday night dance party. And so everybody just showed up early to claim their spots and tables and just sat and just talked and ignored the comedians. Like you really, you, it was a fight to get them to stop talking and sort of pay attention. Like they, uh, I think one, I did like a half and I do a half hour of this. And like, you had to like, it was almost like you, it was um, the fact that you kept telling jokes and you didn't back down and you kind of tried to bust their balls they begrudgingly accepted it. Like, okay, this guy's like, cause I imagine a lot of comics would just sort of crumble. You know what I mean? Cause it's when people aren't, they're just completely ignoring you and not paying attention. It's like, you're the show going on. It's kind of a, it's, it's a kick to your ego, if you will. Interesting. It's a different world. There's no doubt about that. I, I would imagine that it had its good points, but I'm sure it had, you know, it's difficult, especially coming up with new material and moving from town to town. Right. It, it was just kind of trial by fire. Like with, if you're, a, I don't know, a band working on a song, you can kind of, you can workshop it and polish it up in the, in the garage. But with a joke, it's kind of, there's, I mean, you can run it by people and they'll, oh, yeah, I think that's funny or that'll work. But there's really, it's, I think it's that you have to throw it out there to a crowd and they'll tell you. And to, I, to me, it was, uh, I would try a joke like three times. I would give it three chances. It was it was like, you know, just like baseball, three strikes and you're out. But unless it was something I thought was really funny, I'd try to hang on and keep working. But if three crowds in a row kind of said no, then you're like, okay, maybe that was just me. And then just drop it. Um, but it's like you have to fail to figure it out. But when it works, it's amazing. But you have to, I think that's the 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 risk reward the reward the the highs are high but the when it, the lows are low because I don't know it's it's a it's a big contrast. Well, I thought it was a a pretty good question, and uh, I figured let's throw it at you and see what you thought. And, you know. Yeah. Thanks for the question. Uh, and yeah, any other I don't know comedy questions or aspiring comedians or how, how to I I like to talk. I'm. Uh, kind of mentoring, paying it forward, just like I can tell you my two cents or what what I've learned or the do's and don'ts. If you you know don't don't annoy the guy running the show. That's a good oh, little piece any, of advice. If anybody wants to get in with touch with Kirk, he is at Buckout Kirk on Twitter, and you could always hit us up through our fusedrelativity at gmail dot com. But there with you that, go. making the world a funnier place. Good. <laughs> With that, let's go over to Kirk's Corner this week and see if he can throw some comedy at us. Okay. Well, I, in my, this for Kirk's Corner, uh, I had... <laughs> wait, what? 
Wow, did you put corn dogs that fast? That's why John was so quiet. He was making corn dogs. No, I did this like Wednesday. Okay. Once and the again. goose is somehow more menacing. Oh, the, is the goose outside now? And it looks like the goose mowed the grass. It, it's shorter. It is. Yeah, but, he, but he has like a broadsword now. <laughs> is that what that is? Oh, well, he needed something to mow the grass. <laughs> We got bro- okay, broadsword. <laughs> you know they walk back and forth. They can mow the yeah. They you know what? Good call. Put them to work. They just stand almost, around there anyway. I almost missed the uh, UAP up there. <laughs> oh yeah, there it is. Got the nice. the scent of mint. <laughs> it's green. I like it, John. That's a uh, there's a whole bunch of new stuff there this nice. week. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and yeah. The, the the YouTube the the YouTube highlights too. That was nice. If you if you guys haven't seen that, I would the, recommend. The room is also a little bit more textured. If you like the carpet and the walls. Oh yeah, you could see it in the carpet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can I go with more of a I don't know a beige? How about a nice throw rug? Can we have a throw rug? Kirk, like you a... haven't even been able to get a glass of water, so any of your recommendations probably aren't going to fly. That's true. Nothing as refreshing to a parched throat as two nice corn dogs. <laughs> With no <laughs> condiments. <laughs> no cut dry corn dogs. Mm, I'm ready to go now. All right. So anyway, I was, I had, uh, did you got you guys saw the clip of the, uh, the Tour de France uh, where the lady was holding the sign and she caused and a big accident that injured some of the, the, the writers. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I kind of, that just caught my attention. So that kind of just like, a, first of all, like the tour to France. Okay. Tour to France. You, you take a tour of France and you don't even go see the Eiffel tower. Come on. This is, I'm against it. It's you sacre blew it. Am I right? <laughs> um, and seriously, but it's it, like the, it actually the sign of the lady, it was for her grandparents. It was like celebrating. It was an honor of her grandparents. And uh, it's amazing because we found out her grandparents were actually assholes. So they, they totally supported. But I was saying, like, you're the grandparent. You're like, you know what? Um, how about a card next time? You don't need to. Nothing says I love you, Gammy, than um, guys in bicycle shorts with skin knees. Hey, maybe some people are just into that kind of stuff, Kirk. Right, you're true. You don't want to. You don't want to judge. That's true. <laughs> but it's, it's just as a bike rider, I'm an officially adult. I'm not sure about you guys. I'm an adult, so I have I put business cards in my spokes, <laughs> just because that's what I'm a and I side sidebar. What do you think, uh, motorcycle riders? What do you think they put in their spokes to sound like bicycles? bells did i just blow your mind <clears throat> you think they go bells and the basket of kittens or right. streamers yep or oh, they and, oh, what i said or they just don't or they don't well you know did i tell you i i had a job once did i tell you the, the uh i had a uh, a bike messenger job did i tell you this no uh, yeah yeah i was actually i was a stationary bike messenger so it was people got <laughs> mad they never they they had to come to me which totally defeated it's a bad business model 
And actually, I'm, I'm, I'm actually looking for a new bike right now. And everyone keeps to, like, I haven't ridden a bike in a long time. And, and it's been like 20 years and everyone's like, uh, everyone like, like, oh, I'm going to start riding a bike again. And everyone goes, oh, it's just like riding a bike. And I'm like, <laughs> it doesn't help. <laughs> sure. You're not, I know your heart's in the right place, but that, I don't know. That's what we're... <laughs> don't start riding a bike, Kirk. Bikes are lame. No, it's it's for exercise and the environment, or just fun. Nothing like having a seat riding up your butt. That's always yeah. Yeah. Silas. All those all those corn. Well, yeah, it's all those corn dogs. That's it's and bike riding. I can see it. Yeah, bad combo. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So is it, are we, um, so that's, I think, Kirk's Corner. That's all oh, I had okay. to say about we were, bikes. Yeah, we were waiting to see if you had more to uh, to add about bicycles. I'm anti-bike, which is why, you know, of course I had to throw that out there. Unless it can, yes, yeah, so you need to burn some gas in several <laughs> ways. That's how you like to travel. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Oh, I've done oh. it again. Come on, John. He's just, all right, we get it. You're, you're proud of your... Your your rocket blasting off, <laughs> and I think uh, let's go a little off topic since we are hitting the end of the show, and that got a little spacey. Uh, I guess I will go ahead and start. I was just going to talk about the uh, next week is the All Star Game for Major League Baseball, and I thought I'd bring it up just because it's actually here in Denver this year after it switched from Georgia. And the big story that I uh, thought about was um, let's Coors Fieldify Coors Field and let's get rid of the humidor and take it back to the early 90s for the home run derby. So that, you know, let's just get rid of it. Let's let these guys use some corked bats and see how far the balls will go. It's the all-star game. It's supposed to be a spectacle. Put Put on a show. So I'm... I'm kind of hoping that that uh, the the home run derby will not disappoint, and we can see some monster bombs getting dropped. But the sad part is, all the pitchers are still going to be using the sticking stuff, and you're like, "Come on, you're the you're supposed to be you're the batting coach." No, well, yeah, yeah, the <laughs> the the batting coach is 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 throwing with stickum just to just to mess with the home run derby. Just guy. to be a jerk, just to ruin everybody's home run derby. What happened? The guy pitched a no hitter, huh? It was the worst home run derby ever. None. <laughs> You're defeating the point here. Come on. Right. What's the name of the thing we're doing? <laughs> and then the all then all the bench the batting coaches would be then suspended for ten games. Yeah. <laughs> I like the idea of the batting like during the home run derby, just like halfway through, the guy just plunks him. Just because he's fed up. He's had, you know what? Right, you, you know what? You hit 17 off me. I'm going to drill you one. <laughs> like, come on. It seems like human nature. There you go. So that was my thing. I'm I'm a little stoked. You know, it's always nice to see the home, you know, all-star game in your hometown, especially when it's Coors Field, which is one of the better hitter parks in the league. So we'll see how the pitchers do without all their stick em. Nice. Yes, that be it should be it should be a fun show. That that's a nice the, the home run derby in Colorado. That's a good idea. John, did you have a off topic this week? Uh, 
not I, I meant to bring it up a uh, couple weeks ago, but it was about the um, Chinese fusion reactor. Hmm. I, and, I did not hear about this. And I'm trying to remember. That's what I've been kind of looking for. Um, it was. Yeah, I can't find it. Uh, it, it the artificial. It made, a, it, it made a sex video with a celebrity. Is that what I heard? <laughs> no, it was. Uh, I think it's Not called again. the artificial sun. <laughs> a different story. Okay. And they got it to 120 million degrees Celsius for 20 seconds. That doesn't even sound real. Considering the surface of the sun is 15 million degrees Celsius, um, yeah, it, it was so a, hotter, hotter than a sauna, is what you're saying. Just a little. A sauna, a sauna times a, a billion. But this is a good thing. It depends on if China is telling the truth about it or not. But uh, fusion reactors are definitely the next, the next big thing i feel like that's kind of scary power to wield because i it just seems like that could go poorly quickly what do you mean like a heat uh, laser kind of thing no just like to get something that ridiculously hot in a controlled environment seems tough so what are the odds that something bad might happen from it virtually none oh and the reason for it is because fusion reactors work off of it, – it's basically a giant magnet, and they heat plasma in this magnet, which is uh, – I can't remember the name. It's deuterium. It's the uh, – I, I know I'm messing that one up, but it's the uh, hydrogen uh, offset. So how do they contain something that hot? Uh, the magnets. Would they ever drop it like it's hot? So like it's hot. What the? It, it's basically the the temperature is just in the plasma stream, and the plasma stream is held in place inside the the reactor by a magnetic field, and. Essentially, if anything were to happen, even if, you know, it exploded, once that magnetic field is gone, that plasma is going to dissipate immediately. It's why we're having so much trouble getting these things running in the first place, because getting the the right set of um, the right circumstances to get that plasma stream stable and that hot is extremely difficult. And if anything happens, it just goes away. Like, sure, if you stuck your hand straight in the middle, you know, it would probably be gone before you could even think about it. But the once the safety or, you know, once anything happens, it just it, it cools down instantly and is. That's it. Huh. There is radiation, but it's not. You know, it's not like if uh, a, a fission reactor were to go, something bad would happen. Hmm. I'll have to look into that because it sounds interesting, but just the idea that something would be that hot and you wouldn't have any, you know, effect from it 
just caught me off guard a little bit. Well, I mean, just, you know, even with, like, fire. So, fire, ridiculously hot. I mean, on orders of magnitude, much smaller than in this. But even, you know, right next to it, you're not going to necessarily feel the exact heat that it was in. And that's, I'm assuming what they're going to do with these reactors is work off the radiant heat that's coming off the plasma stream itself. But yeah, it, it's, they're fascinating. And France's reactors scheduled to go online soon. But it, it's definitely going to change power generation in the world. Well, if it can get us some power, you know, like as far as energy is concerned, we'll take it. Yeah, might as well. Yeah. So what do you got this week, Kirk? What's up on your docket here? Uh, I saw a story of there was a a Walmart employee who in a Walmart uh, tackled a deer. <laughs> uh, yeah. And... <laughs> The funny part was the senior deer tackler actually called in sick that day. <laughs> and it was Susie from uh, Mongoose Wrestling that had to come over and do it. It wasn't even her department. I feel like she should get paid at least an extra buck. You th oh, look at that. Well, <laughs> well, that's that's the, the transcript of, you want to hear the transcript? Here's actually, it's, it goes, Shirley, dear, Shirley, dear. So here's here's what happened. Shirley. The buck stops here. That's what she said when she tackled her. And then the deer goes, I'm not a buck, I'm a doe. Surely, shut up, dear Joe. Close enough, dear. <laughs> Along with those prices, the comedic standards are also falling. Surely, shut up. And scene. <laughs> so that's that's the actual transcript of what happened. Um and after after actually tackling, uh, getting tackled by Shirley, the, the deer said, you know what the deer said? What's that? Doe. <laughs> well, come on. <laughs> I feel like, I, you know, on a serious note, I feel like it's, it takes a pretty ballsy person to uh, tackle a deer. And they actually said it was to, so it didn't like hurt itself on the shelves or something. And, and she was literally just pinning it down, holding it. And, and also too, but like, what's the matter, deer? You can't support a mom and pop store. You know what I mean? Like you, you go to the corporate mega store. Like I was more mad at the deer by local well maybe because yeah. maybe because walmart doesn't sell guns anymore because they were like oh okay now well we that's what i i actually heard that the deer walked in trying to get a firearm for defense purposes for hunting season and then she <laughs> found out they didn't make it anymore and she was like oh she didn't keep, <laughs> she didn't keep up she she missed that <laughs> that news i feel like i'm just going off of you know myself but if i was in a walmart and i saw a deer my first instinct would not be to tackle it season like you know she just avoided it or something i'm surprised nobody shot it <sighs> and also you know what they actually the walmart the corporation is forcing the employee to write an apology letter to the deer for injury suffered so they're actually making the employee write a deer deer letter okay <laughs> all right <laughs> come on that was the last one that was i had to get that in come on a deer deer letter you're not going to hear that anyplace else but fuse relativity almost guaranteed i i would wager a buck on it all right <laughs> ah oh dear all right so <laughs> uh 
<laughs> with that, John, we didn't get to it. I did want to talk about the Hubble this week, but you know what? There's always next week, hopefully for the Hubble, but it's not looking good. Uh, so maybe next week we tie in a little bit of the Hubble James Webb talk because there was some information. Space can, we, can we have an in memorial? Can we have like a, a slideshow, which is funny on a podcast so that you won't be able to see it? But just like touching music and just here's pictures that the Hubble sent to, I don't know, Sarah McLaughlin singing a sad song. Right. We'll, we'll make it happen. John's got the ability. Right. We did the corn dog challenge. We can do this. Look at this. Look at Fuse Relative going for, and is it, was it, was it 18 today? Episode 18. 18. We're getting close to getting to the 20 barrier. Looking out, 19, well, I, nothing happens exciting when you're 19, but 20, it's a different, you're not a teenager anymore. We'll have to uh, see if we can plan something special for episode 20. It just seems like a good round number to do a special episode. Yeah, maybe a new song. Or we'll know, work like on that. Most people 25. That's when you can rent a car. That's the, big, <laughs> that's the important one. Yeah, we're not most people. We're going to stick with 20, because okay. why not? <laughs> I like that. We're not most people. <laughs> anyway, so yes, next week we'll talk a little more about the Hubble and the James Webb and get back into that. But good episode, everybody. I hope you have a good 4th of July. Try not to blow off your hands and fingers with fireworks. Yes, stay safe. Stay safe. And uh, make sure you do eat some real American hot dogs and, uh, you know, have some hamburgers. We're doing... Uh, a nice smoked tri-tip sandwiches and uh, probably a few cold beverages. So I will be doing that and looking forward to the show next week. So Chris, for Chris, uh, John, and Kirk, I hope everybody has a happy holiday. Have a good one. <laughs>